the big idea we have for today is believe in God. The word believe is defined as accepting something as true or you're sure of the truth about something or accept the statement of someone as true or having faith as in a religious faith or you feel sure that someone is capable of doing something. The truth is all of us believe in something. You believe you can win in a football game. You believe the Boston Celtics will win the NBA Finals this year. You believe the Warriors will win. Go Warriors! You believe in your company, your job, you believe in your abilities, your skill set. You believe you can fix your car, your room, your chair. You believe your chair, when you sit on it, is going to hold you when you sit on it. You don't even have to check the legs whether they're sturdy or not. You believe in the restaurant or the fast food chain that they will serve you clean food. You don't need to go to the kitchen and check out the, the chef or the cook. You believe your car is safe. You just ride on it. You believe your phone will work. You believe in things you're hoping for. The list goes on. You believe in your dad. You believe in your mom. You believe in people around you to do their job. You believe in yourself. You believe in your bank. You believe in the doctors. You believe in your lawyer, accountant, dentist, teacher. You believe in almighty Google for crying out loud. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why we believe in all of that, but we have a problem believing in God. God. I mean, the creator of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, the God who created you and I. The reason you are even here today is because of God. And still, we have a hard time believing in God. I, re I reckon we believe in the medium that God uses instead of believing in the source of that medium. For example, you believe your job is the provider, not thinking that God is the one who provided you your job. And by the way, your job is only there because of God. And then we shift our trust to the medium rather than God. We believe that our toaster can toast our bread, but we can't believe God and His Word. Don't you think that that's kind of messed up? Maybe we have a distorted worldview. Maybe we have a distorted view of the truth, or we got deceived into thinking that. Today, we're going to talk about believing God. You may have heard some people say, I'm believing God for. What does it really mean to believe God for something? What does that mean? What does that look like? How can you believe God for something? In Hebrews 11, this is what we call the Hall of Faith, or the chapter that, that's dedicated to the people that believe God. And all of the chapters shows you how people believe God for something they needed in their lives when they're faced with almost impossible situations. Abel believed God. It says, Enoch believed God. If a person does not believe God, he must believe God. Enoch's faith enabled him to please God. He says in Hebrews 11:6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists in the first place, okay, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Enoch wanted others to know about God, to walk with him, and he missed the coming judgment because of that. Noah is another character in the Bible who believed God. 
By believing, Noah showed the whole world what believing God was. The whole world thought he was crazy for building an ark in the middle of nowhere. Remember, the whole world hasn't even, ever seen rain in their entire lives. Noah was building an ark or a ship one and one half times the size of a football field in dry land. Noah was put right with God because he believed God. Is there a possibility that you are wrong, just like the whole world was wrong about Noah during his days? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In Isaiah 55, 8-9. Are we smarter, wiser, and more intelligent than God? For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, He traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. Abraham, the father of all nations, believed God. Sarah believed God. It goes on and on. You have to remember, God is God. The clay can't say to the potter, do this and do that. But who are you, a human being to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the object of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for the glory? I heard a little boy say, life's not fair. Life's not fair. I'm glad life is not fair. Because if it is to be fair, we all deserve to go to hell. We all deserve to be punished because of our sins. I'm glad life is not fair. I'm glad I don't get what I deserve. We want our cake and eat it too. We want to be free, but don't want the responsibility that comes with freedom. You're free to do anything you want because God gave you free will. Thank you, Lord. But be responsible for the consequences of freedom. Isaac believed God. Jacob believed God. Joseph believed God. Moses believed God. All these chapters, all of this to emphasize something to you. If you and I are going to understand God, and if you and I are going to be effective Christian, you and I need to know how to believe God and believe God for some things. We need to understand what this chapter is all about. You know, there's this guy, his name is Chaz Davis. And Chaz Davis is an American world record holder in the marathon 26.2 miles. He's, his run, the marathon 26.2 miles in 2 hours and 31 minutes and 48 seconds. Now, if you know anything about running, you'll say, well, that's not really fast. Because the world record is somewhere like 2 hours and 5 minutes or 2 hours and 8 minutes. But what is special about this record is that he's the American record holder of this marathon as a blind man. See, here's what you need to recognize. He is fully blind and he needs a guide. He can't run alone. There's no way that he'll know when something is in front of him. 
Maybe it's a car, a post, a person. He needs a guy that shouts out, shouts out cadences to him. Like, left, turn right, slow down, pick it up, slow it down, stop. And here's what I know. This life is a marathon race, and you can't run it alone. You and I are blinded to the future or what the future holds with all these troubles and adversities. And God is saying to you today, to believe me is to run side by side with me and not ahead of me and not behind me to this marathon of this life. He's saying, listen and follow my voice of cadence as you're running your own marathon. Point number one, to believe God, you have to walk and run with God. You know that there's a story told of a mountain climber. He was seven, uh, several 1,000 feet on this cleft of this rock, this jagged rock. And he could see the ledge in front of him when he began to lose his footing. He was climbing. He was about ready to fall. And so he screamed out to the top of the ledge. He screamed out and he said, is there anyone up there? Is there anyone up there? Help. And a voice came back and said, yes. The mountain climber said, who are you? And the guy up there said, Jesus. And said, Jesus, can you help me? Yes, I can. But you just have to let go in order for me to help you. And the man came back and says, uh, is there anyone else up there that can help me? And you know what? We do that all the time. To believe God means that sometimes you have to let go and let God. You're not in charge. You're not in control. You're going to have to believe that you're not going to fall and that God is going to pick you up and protect you. But you know what? I don't know what to do that. I don't know how to do that. I want to know if there's another answer, if there's another remedy, if there's a quicker resolution, you know. Because sometimes it's hard to believe God. Point number two, to believe God sometimes is to let go of the things that you know, to let go of things. I've seen a lot of people say they believe God, but in honest truth, they don't trust Him. It's easy to say, I believe God and not tr really trust Him. There are people that trust, have faith and believe God, that they're going to heaven. But they don't seem to trust and have faith in God when it comes to earthly affairs. Do you believe that when you die, you're going to heaven? Yes. Can you trust God with the cares of your children? Uh, how can you believe God that when you die, you're going to heaven, but can't believe for physical healing? Can't believe that God can restore your relationship? Why do you, why, why do you struggle? Not about heavenly issues, but we struggle about earthly issues. I want to challenge you in your belief. Do you really know how to believe God? And this message is just to break it down to you. What does it really look like to believe God? Sometimes we have more belief and trust and faith in a vending machine and bridges and light switches and signal lights in your phone and ladders. You may believe God in a paycheck or a, a paycheck, a position to give. You have more belief in people, belief in the FDIC, you have more belief in your social security than you do trust God. It's real. It's straight up. 
You know, I never get in front of that vending machine and I put that dollar in and about ready to pull uh, a candy bar. And then I say, oh my God, I'm so scared. This candy bar might not come out. I'm so worried. You don't know what that cook in that restaurant has done to your food. And you don't even, you know, know where his hand's been, but you trust that the food you're going to get is clean. But why do I struggle? I put my money in the bank. I trust the bank will protect my money. Your social security check is going to come in all the time. See, we trust the things of this world, but we don't trust God. Which leads me to my third point. Folks, to believe God is to trust and rely in Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and He will direct your path. It is better to trust in the Lord that you put your, than put your confidence in men. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. We could say this uh, like trusting in our own skills, abilities, and giftings and talents. Some trust chariots and horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. In Romans 4, we're going to talk a little bit about how Abraham believed God. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Then we'll scoot over to verse 17, as it's written, I may have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. He, call, he called those things that do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, this is Abraham, it contrary to hope, believed so that he became the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, the promises or, or the word that was given to him, so shall your descendants be. Call things that do not exist as though they did. He did not look at the limitations of what he sees. He saw the possibilities of what his invisible God can do. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. It says he did not waver. He was strengthened. He gave glory to God. He was convinced that God, what God has promised, he will do. And therefore God looked at it and counted it righteous. Abraham believed God, folks. It triggered God's attention. It activated God to do something because of his belief. It broke something. It allowed something to happen. It blessed something and it built something. See, believing God is so powerful. And when you and I believe God, it puts things in motion. God begins to intervene in our lives. Last point. To believe God allows God to put things in motion. I want you to recognize this is, this is not the first time Abraham believed God. He left earlier the Chaldeans to go to a land he had never been before to receive an inheritance that he didn't know what would exist. 
Man, you're comfortable and you just leave your place and go to a place that's unknown. Requires a lot of belief. Then Isaac, as when he was his, his son, as a young teenager, he laid him down on the altars at God's request and offer him up. God saw Abraham's faith again in all of these. But now we get into this place where he believed God for a child to come. By the way, when God promised them a child, let me just say this. It didn't happen until 25 years later. How many of you experienced when God tells you something? Sometimes we expect it now. You know, I wish, I wish things came faster. But sometimes things would not be developed within us if it happens immediately. And the level of relationship and intimacy would never come if everything we ask from God just happens immediately. God allows these things to take time because he knows that if we happen overnight, we're not going to trust him as more, more. If we get everything quickly, lessons will not be learned. Testimonies would not come to full fruition. Our lives will not be radically changed. We'd go back to the same thing we used to do before. But time has a way of giving us perspective. We become more grateful. So Abraham waited 25 years. And when the child, child finally came, Isaac, Okay, he became the heir. Okay, he will become the heir. I want you to recognize there's, there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to have to believe God for something. Trust me. And you're going to be tested. Real faith takes, takes time to develop. Believing in God will be tested through time. So, whatever you're going through today, Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Keep walking with God, my friends. Believe in God and you will receive what He has promised you. Remember, God is a promise keeper. 